It didn't take long for Minnesota United to win me over. I started covering the team from day one and was even with them when they pitched their ownership group to the MLS in New York City. And now here the lovely loons are in their fifth season of Major League Soccer. And today, the team's starting goalie, Tyler Miller, joins me on Perkett Pod. Perkett Pod, sometimes he's at play. Perkett Pod, find out what he'll say. Perkett Pod, who's coming on today? Before we get to our interview with Minnesota United goalie Tyler Miller, let's take our weekly digression with another episode of Random Ranks. Today on Random Ranks, with me about to launch my chat with Tyler Miller, I'm ranking the top 11 Millers in pro sports, not including Tyler himself, of course. Number 11, Bodie Miller, the U.S. skier, right? Guy's a legend. Number 10, Anthony Miller. Wide receiver, Bears. Number nine, Lamar Miller, running back. I think he's with Washington at latest check. Number eight, Ray Miller, former Twins manager back in the 80s. I think he had a one-year stint uh, with Baltimore as well. Number seven, Ryan Miller, the hockey goalie. Covered him at the Olympics one year. He was with the Sabres usually, I think. Uh, Number six on the best Millers in pro sports, Cheryl Miller. Number five, Andre Miller. Guy played in the NBA for a long time with like 20 different teams, including the Wolves. Number four, another guy who played some time with the Wolves, I believe, Oliver Miller. (laughs) Number three, Broncos linebacker and former Super Bowl MVP, Vaughn Miller. Number two, Indiana Pacers legend, Reggie Miller. And the number one Miller in pro sports... Miller Park in Milwaukee. (laughs) Back to Tyler Miller. Dare I say it's Miller time? (laughs) Okay, I won't. Miller was brought in by Minnesota United from Los Angeles to take over at goalie for Vito Mononi a couple years ago, but ended up sitting out most of last season because of a hip injury and subsequent surgery. Now, though, the 28-year-old is healthy and ready to continue to lead the Loons' defensive efforts as they get ready again to start playing in front of a full-capacity crowd at Allianz Field. Here now, my conversation with United goalie, Tyler Miller. Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. We, we should mention you're, you're driving, but you're hands-free and completely safe at this time. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Always. Uh, it is an off day for Minnesota United. Those are rare. It is a long season for the MLS, and, uh, and, and you're right in the thick of it right now. How are things going this year, man? You know, uh, they've been good. Obviously, it's been a very challenging year um, with starting the season 0-4 and and not really being able to contribute on the field uh, in those first four games. But uh, in the last three games, I think you've seen uh, a huge shift um, just in our team's mentality. Uh, We've we've got seven out of the nine points. We've given up one goal and – um, I'm really happy with how things have started to turn around. Yeah, and obviously you're in there now and, and you're contributing in a big way. Uh, what, what, what was the flip? You know, because that, that was really sluggish, especially considering how great last season was in many regards with how far you guys advanced and, and, and how 
how well you did, even in the postseason, but also in the regular season. Like, what what was it after that slow start that just made you guys go, "All right, enough is enough." Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's 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 difficult to to point to any one thing in particular, but I, I think that 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 for myself when uh, I got in there. Watch from watching from the sideline, you can you can pick up on, on different things and subtle things. And so, like kind of when I was was not playing for the first four games, it just it just felt like kind of the, the mentality a little bit was if one thing goes wrong, that that then it would kind of be like a snowball effect a little bit. And uh, I think that in this league, it's very difficult difficult league to play in. Um, for its own respect. Um, but as the players, like, kind of, like, as we'd approach those those final two home – or not final two, those those last two home games that we had, um, we really had a shift in the mentality. And we knew that if we could really just lock it down defensively and give our offense an opportunity to, to score and not go down first in the game, Right. That I think we would have the best opportunity to obviously succeed. And when I got in there, that was kind of my main focus. I was playing my first game in nine months, 10 months. And so I mainly just focused on myself and, and what I could contribute to the team and, and help us kind of turn things around. How frustrating was that last season, you know, talking about that injury um, and, and, and what exactly was it and, and how, how frustrating was that to, to kind of have to, 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 like you said, watch from the sidelines so often? Yeah, it, it was a bilateral hip impingement. Um, and the surgery was really successful. I had one of the best surgeons in the country uh, when it comes to hips. So I was really confident going into that surgery that, that everything would turn out well. And I really worked hard the entire time uh, that we were kind of going on that run. I was doing rehab last year and it was cool to see like the guys succeeding, but also at the same time I was sitting there like, man, like I really wish I was out there. Like wish I was contributing. Um, but I just remained focused on my own uh, process and, and knew that if I was really diligent, that I would be able to kind of return and get back even stronger and better than I, than I was. And so, uh, as the season began, I felt like I was in the best shape, best form, best physical condition that I have ever been in my career. So I was super confident going into the start of the season that I would be able to have a really strong, strong year. And it didn't happen the first four games. And that was a uh, frustrating time for me. Uh, I'm not going to lie or sugarcoat it. It was really frustrating sitting on the sideline. Um, but I just remained consistent with the work that I did and the work that I was doing. And I didn't allow the coach's decisions to determine. I just used it as determination to, okay, like they don't want to put me in, then I'm just going to continue to, to, to perform at a high level in training. And I knew that my time would come. Yeah. And obviously they, you know, Dane St. Clair was, was inserted uh, at this, at, at, in those times. And, you know, this is a young kid who's obviously, you know, had a great college career, 
Um, I think he's now with the national team, isn't he? Is he going to go play for Canada for a little spell here uh, or whatever? But but how, how do you guys work together? And not just Dane, but but the other goalies too on the team, because it, it really is. It, it's such an individual position in many ways, um, but it's also such a team position in many ways. And then and then in that separate kind of space, it's it's the goalies are so often intensively working together with one another too. What what is that dynamic like? It's a very unique position um, because, like you said, like it's an individual position. We are we're part of the team, but we're always training by ourselves and then we get thrown into the team and then we're always the one that's like, kind of like back there, like by ourselves and and not really working in conjunction with the team in all moments of the game. Um, And so it's a very individualistic position in that aspect in that you kind of have to solely worry about your, your own self and what you're doing and what you need to be doing. But at the same time, you're working with your direct competition. You're, you're, you're helping each other kind of like compete. Yeah. And so it's kind of a weird, like you have to be selfish, but at the same time, you have to also be a team player because as you can see, things in this game can turn so quickly. I've been in the position where I have been the starter and then I've gotten taken out. And now I've, been in a position where I haven't been the starter and then I've gotten put in and if you kind of allow yourself to to flow with the the ups and the downs you're going to be all over the place Mm -hmm. both mentally both physically you're not going to train well and it's going to affect you ultimately so I think the biggest thing for people in our position is to kind of remain level-headed remain focused on what your ultimate goal is and just shoot for that no matter what happens whether you're playing playing well not playing not playing and playing well like in training how I felt I was doing the first four weeks um and that ultimately will allow you to remain consistent and in this position the most consistent player is the one that is the most successful people have always said oh try to make the save one to seven all of the time. If you can do that and remain consistent and then make those saves rated eight, nine, and 10, like every now and then when you're not expected to, you're going to be the one that is the most successful at this position. So that's kind of been my focus uh, this entire time is that I know that there are great things out there for me and that if I just, just focus on myself and what I need to do, that I'm confident that my ability will basically rise to the top. We're going to take a quick pause. We'll have more with Tyler Miller after this. But first, Mike Bryant, kind enough to join us in studio again. Good to see you again, fine sir. Great to be here. All right. Well, I, I, the the legal process can be uh, awfully intimidating for for some people. Y- you help them every step of the way, don't you? Well, we try to. I mean, we we want to make sure they understand their rights. Make sure they understand what they're potential coverages out there and help them with the big issues they've got. People have wage loss, medical bills. They have all sorts of concerns. People who are charged criminal charges have concerns about those charges that we try to get to the bottom of what we can do to help them. You know, in the sports world, there's, there's lulls every once in a while when seasons end and what, 
it, there's not a lull for for an, an attorney like you, is there? Well, it's a weird thing because like suddenly suddenly something will happen, you know. So like you think, oh, I got nothing going on right now, and then boom, that night you get a phone call, or the next morning you get a phone call, and you're in the middle of something that people need your help right at that moment, and we try to provide that. Provide justice for the injured, as you like to say. What does that mean to you? Well, it means giving people the information that they need to get the help that they need so that in times of, of major needs, they've got somebody there on their side. And that's you and, and your team at Bradshaw and Bryant. And so what? If, if somebody is injured or somebody does need help, what do they do? They call our office. They check the website with minnesotapersonalinjury.com or they call 800-770-7008. Mike Bryant, thanks so much for being a partner of Perk and Pod. Perk and Pod. Yeah, yeah. A couple years ago, and I believe it was before you got here, Tyler, I went up to Blaine and we did a, a segment that I called Perk at Play. And, yeah. it, and and it's where I kind of get thrown into the mix. It, it's very reporter involvement, if you will. And I, you know, I get thrown in the fire just to see, you know, what, what the, a, a certain sport or a certain recreational activity is like, get it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, and this was, you know, just how hard is it to be an MLS keeper? <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, I, I think it was Vito, I think Vito was there. I think Dane was there and it was, and it was, there was a couple others, but just to get a firsthand perspective at how, how, how fast these balls are coming in, how much of the, how much of a rocket launch some of these shots are and, and just how split second uh, reaction time has to be. It's, it's, it's almost akin to, you know, a, a, a player hitting a 95 mile an hour fastball or whatever. Right. So it's like, or, or a returning, you know, a Djokovic serve or something like that. It's like the average person stands no chance, no chance. <laughs> and yet, and yet, you know, with a batter's eye or, a, or, you know, or a really fast on your feet kind of reflex uh, on a tennis court or, or, or in your case, you know, whatever gifts you have in nets, it's you're, you're able to, to do this stuff and you're able to, to those quick twitch moves to, to get to where you need to get it, It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. And I know it comes with so much training, like you, you've poured your heart and soul into this position, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Uh, I mean, it started when I was young, like my parents, uh, fortunately, they really invested the money and the time for me to kind of pursue this. And at the time, like it was what I loved. And I knew from when I was in like fourth, fifth grade that I wanted to be a professional soccer player. I even have it documented. Like uh, there was a, another boy in my class named Larry. And I was like, I want to be a professional soccer player. And I wrote this down in like our little journals that we had. And he was like, yeah, I want to be an NBA player. Uh, I don't know if Larry went on to be an NBA player, but to kind <laughs> was, of was his last name Bird by chance? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was not Bird now, yeah. but uh, to be able to like go back and see that and be like, wow, at this age, I was already this like like headstrong and determined that this is what I was going to do, um, and to have my parents to who allowed me to kind of pursue this journey and no matter where it went, really helped me along 
the process of, of getting to where I've, I've, I've gotten. And um, yeah, it's, it's a very, very difficult position, I would say, because you have the physical aspect and that is obviously very challenging. Um, and you have to be quick, you have to be agile, but it's kind of in our position, the mental aspect that is 9% of what the position actually is though, because you can go through these bouts of where you're confident, where you're not confident. And you have to really kind of keep that level-headed mind as you kind of go out through the season, because it's what's going to ultimately lead you to success. Um, and so it's so important that we do train our physical bodies, but training our mental mental strength as well and our mental fortitude is the thing that will uh, lead us to, to get to the next level, yeah. uh, whatever that level is. Yeah. And do, so with that said, do you, do you have any kind of mental coach or, or do you have like a sports psychologist or, or have you, is that, do you go that deep with it? Uh, I do not, but I have, I've read several books and uh, I, I've been able to really kind of explore ways and, and techniques that kind of work for me. Yeah. Um, and, and my girlfriend is, is phenomenal as well. She's very, very supportive and, and kind of helps to also keep me on track as well. And it kind of reminds me like, like, Hey, like just keep going. And she's uh, been around some very high level athletes herself who have gone on to win many, many championships. And one thing that, that she picked up from them is uh, you're a rock at the bottom of a river. And so when I say that, it's like you are so grounded that all of the added noise and yeah. things that don't really matter, don't really affect you, just kind of wash on by. And I've kind of embodied this, this, this saying that, that, she, that she told me earlier this year. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I can literally just be so focused on myself that, that if I do that, that will be the best way I can contribute to the team. And the best way for myself and our team to have success. And that's kind of been my, my motto for this, for this season. Yeah. And, and which is phenomenal. And I, and I love the, I love the rock and the river kind of mentality. Yeah. That's, that's brilliant. Actually the, the, um, the childhood thing you, you talk about when you were in fourth grade with those aspirations that was in New Jersey. Am I right? Yeah. I was back in my hometown of Woodbury. Okay. And then, and then when, when was it? Cause you mentioned soccer player, but when was it goalie? You know what I'm saying? When, when did that, uh, when did that hit you? That it was like that. I want to be in Nets, man, because that, that's because <laughs> that like shocked. when I've, when I've watched you soccer and like been, you know, you know, my son's teams or whatever, it's just like, it's almost like they have to do rock, paper, scissors to see who has to be goalie. Right. And it's just like, there's, there's, there's rarely yeah. a dedicated kid that wants to play, you know, cause most kids just want to score goals or whatever, but like, like what, what is it about that position that made you want to stick in there, man? I mean, trust me, I wanted to score goals. I still want to score goals. Like that's all <laughs> I want to do, but I realized I wasn't good at that. Like yeah. quickly at like 10 or 11, I realized Scoring goals isn't my thing. And so I had an opportunity. I was sitting on the bench for the first half, and I was like, man, I'm tired of sitting on this bench. And the coach was like, who wants to play goalie second half? And I was like, I'll try. So basically, I, 
I get to, to catch the ball and then punt it one time in the second half of this game. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. And kind of from there on out, I was like, okay, let me, let me actually keep pursuing this. And by the time I was in high school, I was six foot already and kind of had been going at, at goalkeeper for, for four years now. And, and then that's when like the personal training started to come into play and really started pursuing what this position could be. And uh, it kind of just took off quickly from there. More with Tyler Miller in just a bit. Sean Bernard of Edina Realty. Great to see you again, man. How's the real estate game? You know, it's been really, really busy. So I feel fortunate that it's been busy. It's kind of a crazy market. Everybody knows it's a seller's market. But that doesn't mean that if you're a buyer, you can't still find your dream home. I just did a closing the other day. And uh, this young couple, I feel like I'm 100 saying that, but this young couple was able to buy their dream home. And we were able to find it for them. One of the cool things that I'm doing this year is I'm helping out local artists and bands. So a portion of every sale on the buy or sell side is going to go to a local artist or band. That's fantastic yeah. because especially these days, they, they, they need that help. Where can people find you, Sean? Uh, the best thing to do is just give me a call at 612-859-2594. They can text that number as well for the people that just are a little bit scared of realtors. Just text it. And then we can set up a phone call. Sean Bernard at Dyna Realty. Thanks for being such a great partner at Perkett Pod. Thank you. And if you're listening to this podcast and you love music, I got a great podcast for you to listen to. It's the Brian Oak Show. Give that a listen anywhere you find your podcasts. And hey, if you're liking what you're hearing here with Ryan Miller and you're a soccer fan, we've got a couple other past episodes involving Minnesota United, including one with Manny Lagos and one with head coach Adrian Heath. Be sure to check them out on past episodes. Thanks. Perk and Pound. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to be able to also, like I'm thinking about the position and how often you are just airborne and just yeah. sending yourself. And yeah. like you, with that, like there, I mean, that's great. And you have to be athletic and you have to have that reach and you have to have that kind of all that stuff. But the flip side of that, you have to land <laughs> after you do that. And like, and that's not easy to do. And that your body takes a beating on, on some of this stuff. Like, is that just, is that to like, do you learn how to just deal with, with that pain? Cause like, if I sent myself more than three times, man, I would be, I would be able to walk <laughs> the next day, you know, like, do you learn how to fall and learn how to kind of brace and all that stuff? Yeah. Uh, that was something that I picked up on when you're, when you're younger, uh, kind of, I had a goalie trainer, his name is Sean Porcellini and he works in KC now, but he had me diving over bags of balls, trash cans, kind of anything that he could prop up that I could dive over was what he used for that day. And so he had the craziest techniques, but it kind of like build that, that resilience to to diving and now it's just become kind of second nature it's you you learn how to land soft uh using different techniques but there are days where it's like your body is is a little bit sore after after a long long training session where you're diving a lot no doubt and not only are you landing but then you have to like pop up immediately usually because like <laughs> yeah. there's a rebound or something like that but okay so so then like uh then the shootout position or like you know the 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 p or pks or whatever 
Um, that is just that just seems like such a guessing game, but it's also you're reading body language. There's that, and that's where you like that part of the game is so fascinating to me, where you're where you're reading angles and you're watching like where a pass is going to go and then what angle the ball is going to come in at from that and or you know what somebody's tendency is or you know it, it just like th- that kind of like instantaneous sort of data analysis that goes on in your brain is 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 mind-boggling to me too is that, but that's yeah. part of it right it is i mean and your 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 brain is firing like like milliseconds it's like picking up on little cues little things and then you get in this pk pk shootout situation you're just like okay if i could save one then i feel like i've given my team the opportunity if you save two then you're you're performing really well and um i always go into to pk shootouts like okay let me save two and i know my team will win like Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times you hear goalkeepers say, okay, let's save one. Well, I'm going to be like, no, like I want to save two. And then I can kind of guarantee that my team will win. Sometimes I don't save any. Like, and that's just how it goes. But if you can approach it with a strong mentality, then I think that you give yourself the best opportunity. Because you can do all the analytics you want. You can watch all the film and the guys can shoot the opposite way. And that's just kind of how it goes. And so you have to really go with your gut instinct and kind of live with that uh, after that situation. So. And are there, so aside from PKs, are there moments in time where, where you, you, for whatever reason, defensively get out of position and it's just a wide open net for somebody and they just airmail it or something over the, over the crossbar. Like how, how relieving is that moment with that giant exhale? Like, Oh my gosh, we dodged a bullet or whatever. Does that, does that happen? Yes. Yes, yeah. it does. Uh, and it's, it's a situation where like not every situation is black and white. And so you're kind of just trying to do yourself to impact the play as much as you can and so sometimes you make the right play sometimes make the wrong play and and your defenders are there to bail you out or or the attacking player just misses an easy chance but um i like to to think that the you don't kind of you make your own luck by how hard that you work and so if you're if you're out there and and you're relying on luck all the time it's it's not going to go your way uh, majority of the time, but if you're if you're in the right position, if you're if you're doing the right things, then I think that sometimes you can impact the play in, in little ways where you don't even touch the ball, whether you throw off the forward or or just by how you're playing, your form itself can be an impact on uh, a forward's confidence against you. That's a great uh, point. Cause, yeah, because they might start to second guess themselves. So uh, it's. Uh, it's a really interesting position, the way that you can impact the play directly, but then kind of also impact the game indirectly as yeah, well. Yeah, that makes sense. Totally. Um, and then the communication you have with your defenders too, that that's kind of vital as well. I would imagine I see goalies barking at their defenders all the time um, or, or with instruction or with, you know, support or, or whatever it is. And, yeah. um, and, and that's, that comes into play in a big way too. It, it seems like, doesn't it, Tyler? It does. And I think that's been my biggest impact uh, the last three games for us uh, because that's one of my strongest attributes, um, my communication skills and, and playing out of the back of my feet. 
Um, but being able to have that presence back there and really help guide guide the guys, put them in the right positions, uh, calm the calm the team when when we need it, or give them uh, kind of like some more encouragement when when things are lacking or when I feel like the energy is low. Um, and that's how I feel I've been able to make the biggest biggest difference kind of these these last three games is is through that communication and it's such subtle things that people don't pick up on but on the field it makes such a big difference uh you really have to be in the stadium at the game to really experience the the difference in in communication and and the impact it can have on on the game yeah a few more questions for you tyler uh and again this is tyler miller from minnesota united who's kind enough to join us here uh driving on his way to chisago i believe uh, to get a donut yeah. or something. <laughs> if, if it's, if it's the donut shop I'm thinking about, man, you're in, you're in for a treat. Okay. But, but uh, so you're, you're with LAFC, right? You're, you're on another team at the start of your MLS career. Then you come to Minnesota. Was, was that a good change? Like, was that, was that a welcome change for you? It, what, and, and what do you like about your, your new setting here and your new team? Yeah, well, the start of my career was in Seattle, actually. And then L.A. was – was uh, I was fortunate enough they took a chance on me in the expansion draft. And that's really where my career blossomed. Got it. Okay. And I was able to get a majority of games. But then coming to – obviously, I was excited because they had just come off a, a defensively strong year uh, in 2019. Like, I was coming off of the best team in the history of the MLS. Um but still, I was really excited because I was like, okay, I can come here and have an impact and make this team even stronger. And then, obviously, everybody knows how 2020 went. Um, and for me, I felt like the biggest thing I was most excited for was that Wonderwall and that experience that you're going to get from the stadium because that's kind of like what we live for. 2020, it was – really difficult I think for most players because all of the stadiums were empty so it was difficult to find that that added bonus uh, and motivation on those game days because we look forward to to seeing those people in the in the stands so much so this year having people back and we're going to be at full capacity I think in our next home game is something that I'm so excited to finally experience what the Allianz field is like when it's at full capacity yeah, no doubt. It is, it is rocking and it was so missed last year. And even in the small, in the, the smaller percentage capacity this season, it's still been kind of like, oh, it's so much better. This is great, but it's so much yeah. better. And so I'm so, I'm so happy that you are going to get to experience that uh, later in June here. And it's, and I know you're just going to feed off of it and it's going to be such a, a positive experience for you guys. And I know you guys are going to turn this around. Thanks, Parker. I appreciate it a lot. That'll do it for this episode of Perkett Pod. We want to thank our partners, Audio Wiz, Justin Bailey, theme song by Taylor Robert. Keep listening weekly for another episode with Minnesota sports influencers and icons on Perkett Pod. Feel free to share this podcast. Give us a simple subscribe click. It doesn't cost you a thing. Heart us, rate us, double tap us, whatever you want. And until next time, remember, shine bright, don't be afraid to be weird, and open your hearts to inclusion. Peace. Perk and Pond, sometimes he's at play. Perk and Pond, find out what he'll say. 
Percat Pond who's coming on today. Woo! -hoo -hoo. 